It seems to me there are two kinds of kids walking in this building. Stoop kids and corner kids. Excuse me? No, stoop kids. They're the ones that stay on the front steps when the parents tell them. The others go down to the corners. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for tuning in to episode 87 of the Stoop Kids Podcast. I am your co-host, your boy, Ralphie. You're kicking it with Kai. And it's Adam West. You're talking Kelly's lawyer. Okay. I don't even know what Kelly's lawyer is. R. Kelly. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, okay, okay. Or it's... Steph. No, it's not Steph. That guy sucks. And this is going to be a one-stop pod for movies, TV, music, video games, <laughs> and all things in, out, and around the nerve-verse. we got a special guest with us. It is actually Steph. The world famous intern. The world famous intern. Let's get it. What up, Steffi? I hate it here. No, you don't. (laughs) To be honest. No, you don't. But you keep coming back. I don't know why. I don't know. Because you like being our intern, bro. Unpaid, too. (laughs) Very unpaid. (sighs) You actually pay us to be on this podcast. Oh, my God. Word. Yo, give me a dollar, bro. Give me five dollars, matter of fact. Actually, Steph, we'll start with you, man. How's your week going, man? It's going good, man. It's about to be spooky season. That's a Ooh, fact. It is. All right, so what is your favorite part about spooky season, sir? Like, what, man, is, so what are some things you like to do? Man, the horror films. That's it. Just and, the films? And my birthday coming up, so. It's a fact. No one cares about that. We, right. we ain't even going to talk too much cares, about it. Bro. You just dumb my shit, bro. No one cares. <laughs> That's fucked up. You just laugh about it. Straight up horror movies. <laughs> what, what's, what sign are you guys? What is that? Libra. Libra? Libra okay. gang. All right, relax. Shout relax. out to Kai. Thank you. Kai, you little yo, bitch. Yo, 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 Fuck yo, you. This thing is scales. I got it from uh, Logic. Shit. I know, I know. I know, Steph. <laughs> All right. You make, you you know make you sure. No, I know, I know. Steph, I know. So the horror movies, yes. What else? Yeah, man. Um, I mean, do you like to do apple picking, pumpkin? Nah, fuck all it. Um, the haunted... Haunted... The, 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 the maze. Haunted houses and the maze. The haunted mazes and shit. You ever been to Bayville Screen Park? Maybe I have. I don't know. We should all go. Maybe not. Did That's I tell you time. how Steph screamed last year? All right. Now you capping. You did, bro. I definitely did. Bro, I never. Jumped. I yes, you never. did. I'm going to stop y'all right there. You were I went to a haunted house. You were, you were invited. It was the day we went to the K-Pop show. You couldn't come. Oh, oh I was yeah, working. I you're right. I apologize. You're right. You're right. You're right. Greg, was you even there? He was. He went to K-Pop show. No, I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't go, but I didn't want to do that. He didn't want to. Which, no, was that the one? I didn't want to go. I didn't want to go all the way to Bayville. That's what it was. Was that the one where sounds about we right. walk in where where they got that fog machine? It was the right? fog, yeah. And it looked like he, it was underwater. Yeah, yeah. And the motherfucker was <laughs> he jumped up out of the fog. Yo, Steph was <laughs> Steph goes, oh shit. I was more afraid of his life. Get the fuck I, out of here. Because <laughs> you would have what? What was, what was you gonna do? You was gonna kill him? <laughs> you know what? We on we on a podcast. Y'all trying to record me, <laughs> so I don't know what the fuck. He don't some, want to himself. Some informants He's, in here, man. He's probably gonna give him a hug. I ain't gonna say too much. Good, good. Keep it like that the rest of the pod. Um, Kyle, <laughs> yeah. what about you, man? How, first of all, how's your week going? My week is okay. Okay, um, pretty standard. Um, nothing really new to report though. Um, I'm I'm kind of glad it's fall. It's starting to feel like fall. Today was a little chilly. Yeah, I brought I brought the flannel out. First one of the season. Um, are you gonna ask me? What's By the way, we're matching. No, you you matched with me because I decided. No. To wear I, I, what time did you decide to wear a flannel? Because I decided to wear one <laughs> yesterday. Yo, G, they literally text each other and say, "Hey, 
What are you wearing? Yeah. What are you guys wearing? And Malik, Kai sent him a, a selfie of, of his outfit. <laughs> you saw it? And yes. Steph was like, all right, I'm going to match you, bro. Yeah, okay, right. yeah. Because that's what really happened. These flannels will be cute on us. <laughs> I'm going to match you, baby. No, no. Were they sitting right next to each other? No. No, they're sitting across each other. They want to look eye to eye when they eat. There you go. Yeah, that's cute. Weren't you and Jay Rich feeding each other sliders? Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, feeding, feeding each other finger food is wild. <laughs> that's wild. Yo, well, that's crazy, bro. You dad shoved with a Hawaiian butt down his throat. <laughs> <laughs> no, but not gonna lie, yo, G, you gotta pull up to Grand Lux uh, happy hour next time, man. That shit was good. Nah, I, I've been in. It's good. It was good. It was good. I, I love it. Bourbon Smash? Bourbon Smash go crazy. It's like $7. Ooh. I need like five of those. Kai, going back to you, sir. What are some things you like to do during spooky season? Um, I actually do like the. Uh, I've actually gone like apple picking and shit. That kind of, that's just kind of fun. Soft. I don't think it's yeah, soft. It's soft, bro. That's not soft. Nah, it's not it's soft. Zip code. That's what it. That's what it is. When you get a certain type of zip code, you you inclined to do. He's got a like point. That. I guess so. No, I guess because I didn't it's do that. Around, I think. Yeah. Um, I also like hot cider. Hot apple cider. Okay. Nah, I, I think it's with hot cider. Hot like cider is good. I can't say I've ever had it before. Really good. Uh, it's, it's delectable. Also, if you put um some um some fireball in it, very yeah. Good. yeah. Oh, I'm about to yeah, try that. Definitely from Suffolk County. That shit is oh, good, nice. bro. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, I'm not a big fan of horror movies, but I really like watching like the thrillers, like uh, it's the like Seven and all. Like I like watching those around. You, you watch Seven any time of the year though. No, but it's it's, right, it's, it's, be, it's it's definitely better like, yeah. during. Maybe I'll watch it this month. We'll how, during uh, nah, you gotta watch the real horror movies, man. Such as what. But what's, uh, your, what's, like, your, what's your top three horror movies? Shit, Sinister. Really? That's a good one. Um, We've been to this. Conjuring, yeah. <laughs> Conjuring was great. As far as, like, I'm, I'm talking about, like, right now, like, since, you know, like, the Halloween or, like, the Friday the 13th. I did, like, like, just that. say the last one. Stop yeah, you just made the third one, bro. Um, Why are you always going to be an intern? <laughs> I, was gonna say the same, I was going to say the same thing. Yo, Greg, I got some words for you after this. <laughs> oh, um, nah, I, I don't know. For the third one, hard to say right now. Fucking pick one. What would you say is the best, like the Jeez. best latest horror movie? Probably like um, which one call it right? Uh, what's it? Hereditary. Oh, Train to Busan. Train to Busan. Yeah. That's a horror movie. I wouldn't consider it a horror movie. Yeah. I guess it's a, zo- it's a zombie movie, zombie action flick. What you said, Hereditary? Yeah. Probably yeah, like that the, was probably like the best recent. That's a good movie. um indie flick, indie horror. Yeah, that's, so that's a good a Ari Aster. But um, are we doing a, a Halloween episode this year? Of course, why not? Right. I don't know. It, it's it's, it's only right. We ran out of Halloween themed episodes. Nah, there's this always there's always enough. That's there's true. Always enough. We'll make it work. Yeah, it yeah. Yo, you know what I just seen recently too? I I just seen um quarantine. I want to see that. That shit is crazy. Like I might check that out. Like what's happening now? And then you watch that movie. You know that's a you know that's a remake, right? Of uh, of Wreck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the um, yeah, bro. I I know all my shit. It's I know this the uh, Spanish version. Yeah. yeah. Um, so why'd you hesitate? Facts. Hey, can we stop picking on stuff today? I'm joking. He's from a foreign country. Oh my god, Steph, please keep talking, sir. We apologize. Well, it, first of all, it was on me. <laughs> I don't know how I got back to Steph. I must have cut you off. You something. did. You my, did. My bad. Was, I apologize. It wasn't rude at all. I just had to. I just had to bring it up. That was the last horror movie that I've seen recently. You know, it's also not your just your birthday, right? Yeah. 
I mean, my birthday, I'll shine yours. That's fucked up. It doesn't. It kind of How? 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 It how? Does. how? He's still Because I'm lit. Get the fuck out of here. You're not lit, bro. Drink two gin rolls and you out. Wow. Anyways, Kai, back to you, sir. Yes, sir. So you said you like the hot apple cider. Mm-hmm. What else do you like about Also like a, like a nice jacket. Like a nice, like, cool. Yeah, like, like jacket. I haven't, I haven't worn a jacket. Windbreaker. Yeah, like a windbreaker. Uh-huh. I just got a new bomber jacket. Very nice. Oh, cool. Yeah, I haven't, <clears> I haven't, <throat> I haven't worn a jacket since, like, May. What do you say, G? Does that have the orange lining inside? No, nah, it doesn't. I have one at home that does, though. But it's a little big, so I don't wear it. I remember that one. Yeah. G, how about you, sir, man? Do you enjoy spooky season? <sighs> First of all, I'm not going to call it spooky season. I ain't dressing that. I'm going to call it October. Halloween. <laughs> Spooky season. Spooky season. I'm not doing it. But, um, no, it's, it's, it's cool, you feel me? Like, I, I like fall, you know what I mean? I got, like, three new flames on deck, you feel me? Shout out to the boys that supply. G's closet is literally probably just a bunch of it's flannels. It's nothing but flannels. It's nothing but flannels. Right it's flannels and stutzy shirts. You probably can't even see right now. <laughs> got, got raw pork belly in there. But, no, nah, but, um, I mean, I like it cool. The weather's, the, the, the weather's getting a little cool. Uh, I like it when you can go outside. It's still bright outside, but you get that cool breeze. Um, like a day like today. Um, I like um, the fact that Six Flags has Fright Fest. I think that's what I kind of associate most with this month, to be nice. honest with you. Do you normally go? Uh, um, I mean, like every other year. I'm going with my coworkers on uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, something like that. Oh, nice. Yeah, go with your real friends. Bam. Um, that was the goal. Yeah, go with them. Go with them. Have fun. That's rude. And, and you know what? I, I hope y'all talk about it in that little closet. Y'all be um. <laughs> 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 What's wrong with you, man? Uh, all right, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm, I'm over that. Are we ready for word in the street? Yeah. Let's get into it, man. Um, all right. So first things first. Hot news. Yes, sir. Uh, Rocky Ford. <laughs> Who directed Rocky IV? I don't know. Why are we talking about this? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Nah, honestly, this is, all this news is irrelevant, bro. It really is, but I'm just, I'm just bringing it up because we're going to get straight to the main topic then? We, no, let's just bring it up. Let's just bring it up. No, no, no. We got to bash this news. We got to do it. All right, Rocky Ford director. We don't even... This this is great news because we don't even know who the director is. That is true. Um, a director's cut of Rocky Four is coming soon. Anybody got anything to say about that? Uh, I never saw uh, Rocky Four. Seen, seen it. You know, no, wait, you know, I've never seen Rocky 4? No, I've seen Rocky 1 and 2. I will say, growing up, man, I was a huge fan of the whole Rocky series. At least 1 through 5. You know, 6, when he fights Mason Dixon, whatever. I didn't like Rocky 2, honestly. I, Rocky 2, I think, is the best in the whole franchise. Mm. I don't know. I don't Personally. Know. Um, and, I mean, 3 is entertaining to us when he fights uh, Mr. T. Lang. But 4, you know, I, as a Rocky fan, like, 4 is cool and all. But it's 45 minutes of montage. Um, no, literally. If you, if you ever watch the movie, it's literally just montage after montage. What year did that come out? It's like 1985 or something. 485. It was, it, it, was like, it was like when it was during like the big like Cold War stuff. So everything yeah. was like anti-Russia. You know, because Ivan Drago is so from the Soviet Union. And he's fighting him and stuff like Or Russia. I don't know what the fuck it was called at that I time. I think it's the Soviet Union. It was still Soviet Union, yeah. at least in the movie. Yeah, yeah. You got it. Thank you, sir. Uh, but yeah, so I enjoy Rocky Four. I'm not interested in the director's cut though. I actually like it the way it is. It's not perfect. No matter what the director does, thirty years, forty years later, it's not gonna be any better. Yeah. You know, I think it's just a way for Rocky to put himself back on the spotlight. I guess. Um, no one cares. Yeah. Moving on. 
<laughs> Denis Villeneuve yeah. says that all Marvel movies are copy and paste. Which is interesting because he is one of the best directors we have out today. And for him to say such a bold statement is uh, is quite I, interesting. I, I don't get these, these press tours where like these directors come out and they just like shit on other movies and shit on the past or whatever like to sell their movie. Mm-hmm. Who the fuck is? You know what it is, man? I think they just hate him. I do. They're, they're salty at the fact that these... They make so much money. They're, and they're simple. Yeah. Except you, you have the few exceptions of like Winter Soldier, Infinity War, Endgame. Like, yeah. There are some movies that are a little bit more complicated, but stuff like... But they still have the commercial appeal. Right. Like Iron Man 2 and the Thor movies. Like yeah. They're not difficult movies to make, and yeah. they make so much more money than most of Denis Villeneuve's movies are. Because yeah. Blade... I will say this. Maybe it's a hot take. Blade, Blade Runner 2049... It is better than the original. That and it's probably better than ninety percent of Marvel movies. However, they'll never outsell it. Yeah, so it's probably a little salty about that. But also, I will say this though: I think that Marvel movies have ninety percent more entertainment value than Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Yeah, it's a slow. Yeah, I gotta I gotta prepare myself to put on Blade Runner twenty forty. Like I'm, I got I want to look at some nice shit. I want to sit through this very slow detective story. Right. I throw a Marvel movie on just cause. Mm I can. I'm just don't know. It's popcorn entertainment. Yeah. And, and, and I, I agree. I think a lot of Hollywood directors are just... Because they put so much work into these movies and they put so much like creativity and artistry into them and then when, you know, they aren't everyone's favorite, it kind of sucks. And then meanwhile, there's Marvel movies that are just dumb movies, apparently, like, f- from the outside. Yeah. And they're, you know, make a billion dollars. Like, it's nothing. But at the same time, you have to realize, like, those these Marvel movies aren't easy to make. Like, they're... Like, not everyone could make these Marvel movies because Marvel's the only one, as of right now, that is truly finding, like, immense success with them. Every other uh, franchise out there is kind of, like, fluttering. We even see it in the James Bond franchise. Not every movie's an A+, plus mm-hmm. with them. And we'll get into that later. But it's like, right now, Marvel's damn near, like, 22 for 22, even on the flops. Right. Even Black... I mean, Black Widow had COVID. Um, but COVID aside, like, you even look at uh, Thor The Dark World. Arguably the worst uh, Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. Still did numbers. It's not like It's the worst. But it still did numbers. Why? Because we got a third Thor movie. Mm-hmm. That didn't have to happen. Right. You know what I mean? So, I, I I don't know, like, as a director, like, why they even, like, look at them and just, like... Because there's hard work put into those movies. There's all those visual effects. And if you see the behind, of this, behind the scenes of what those actors are working against, mm-hmm. there's a lot of talent because there's nothing there. I find it very difficult how you act against a green screen. Yeah. Like I, or even like if you're acting with um with Thanos, Josh Brolin had like a, a big ass pole. <laughs> I'd be laughing the whole time. Yeah, it's it looks ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I do think you're working against a lot more of a handicap mm-hmm. in those big Marvel movies, and also like you know sometimes even the script isn't as strong. A lot of those movies are being sold on just sheer charisma, yes. as opposed to like a movie with Blade Runner twenty forty nine, where it's like it's a strong script, it's a strong story, there's a lot of emotion. Or, or, for example, like, uh, Arrival and Passenger... I mean, not Passengers, um, Prisoners. Like, those are movies with very strong scripts and emotionally heavy. Like, a lot of the Marvel stuff is, you know, action scene here and quip here. Mm-hmm. The actors are bringing a lot... The actors and directors are bringing a lot of that to life. So, yes. it's like... I don't know. Is that what, from one artist to another, I think they need to, like, start to, like, kind of just respect that, like, that art is that art. Like, kind of the way, like, even in hip-hop, that, like, you'll have a guy, like... 
I don't know, like Benny the Butcher or like fucking J. Cole that's super like that does lyrical shit will look at like a a Yachty and be like or like and be like, nah, this shit dope. I like it. It's all right. Yeah. You don't have to put his art down just to and it feels like Marvel's an easy target because Martin Scorsese did the same thing. The Irish and it's and the problem that I have with it is not even the fact that they have that opinion. It's like you have that opinion conveniently around the time when your movie's about to come out. Mm-hmm. Had Marvin Scorsese not said that around the Irishman's release, I don't care. Right. If he didn't say this three weeks out from Dune's release, who cares? It's like, all right, now you have these opinions. I agree with you. Um, Steph, as someone who has directed like some things, um, have you have you watched all the Marvel movies first off? Or most of them? Marvel movies? Yes. I guess you guess. Well, I'm sure you've seen enough. Like, how uh, do you yeah. how do you feel about this guy's comments? As far as like the movies being like copy and paste, and they're not for the for the record. I understand what he's saying as far as like maybe the origin movies. Yeah, they have yeah. they don't have a formula. You know, except the Avengers and self movies, but but it's funny because all movies have a formula. You have a three act structure. You have a yes, three-act. yes, you know in a broad I mean? sense, yes. To an extent, it is I guess copy and paste, mm-hmm. but. You have different uh, storylines, like it, I guess to an extent it's like I don't know. It's hard to explain actually, mm-hmm. but they all start the same. Have the middle, the fight scene, and then the ending. You know, but you know what? It's like, but that's what I'm saying. Like, I do feel like to a certain extent, like all movies are formulaic. Like, for example, if you ask me what Iron, the first Iron Man is about, a man finding his humanity and mm-hmm. learning to be a hero. You ask me what the first Thor is about, a man finding his humanity and learning how to be a hero. What's Blade Runner 2049 about? A lot. A man, no, no, it is, but at the core, a man finding his humility and... An android. Yeah, an android finding his humility yeah. and choosing to make a, a sacrifice and be a hero. You know, so it's like, when you get down to a level, like, all movies do follow... But like I said, I think they're an easy target because they can also just be labeled as like dumb popcorn. Like there's no thinking man's Marvel movie. Yeah. Um, and I feel like the Eternals might be that. We'll close your house. That's gonna be cheeks, bro. Don't don't do that. It's not gonna be cheeks. I said that about Shang Chi. Yeah, he said about I was wrong. Was that good? Shang Chi. Shang Chi was always gonna be good. I would say it's good. I would say it's good. I do not like. I don't even know if I. I don't even know how to say this. Okay. Just say it. I don't want to say it. Just speak your mind. So we have the editing room for. Think about it first. Just take a deep breath. You don't like Asian cinema? I'm swearing. Nah, nah. I have nothing against it. Yeah, he loves Asian cinema. It's it's the Americanized Asian cinema. Oh, like, let's make this movie geared towards an Asian audience? Yeah, like you, Shang-Chi. Like it's whitewash, basically. Yeah. It's not, though. From from the outside looking in, I never seen the movie. It looks like it's fuck. It, I gotta, it, see, it I gotta just, see it. I'm used to, I'm used to the foreign foreign movies. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I don't know if you guys ever seen Raid. Yeah, the Raid Redemption. Yeah, Raid like two. like that shit is straight up filmed from that culture, from their culture. Yeah, for them by them. Shang Chi is more Americanized. You know, I in mean, my yeah, opinion, it's based, looking it's based in. off of the Americanized Asian superhero, you know what I mean? Yeah, so I, that shit wouldn't, like, interest me at all, and I'm just gonna think it's a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> okay. but, but Ralphie said the action scenes were great, though. 
They are. Yeah, it's Corey God. I, I think you should well, watch it. You might like it. So especially that's someone that appreciates Asian cinema. I can't wait yeah. to. And they, got, and they got the cherry red M8 in it. All right, don't worry about the M8. <laughs> but it is cool. Yeah, so I'm like, I'm used to like Ang Bak, um, Ip Man. Um, I used to think it was IP Man. I thought it was, I still thought it was. <laughs> we all thought it was IP Man. IP yeah, Man. Ip Man. Wait, um, Ip Man, right? <laughs> Ip Man, whatever. Classic. Oh, uh, what else? Uh, oh, Bruce Lee, the old school Bruce Lee movies. Yeah, you know, I was I was trying to I was trying to think of more modern. Rumble in the Bronx, like, like Kung Fu Hustle. I fuck with Kung Fu. <laughs> no, bro, that's that's a ah. <laughs> uh, that might that might be on Americanized. Nah, that was that was that that was in oh, Chinese. Bro. That was in Chinese. Crouching Tiger, bro. That's my shit too. Jet Li, even though Jet Li's kind of Americanized too. He became those, Americanized. Jet Li saw, yeah. Jet Li saw some good. Those those were pretty great hmm. movies. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Uh, moving on, sir. Star Wars. This is actually surprising to me. Is it? Star Wars: The Book of Bo- Boba Fett. He's about to say Boba. I was. I was. I was. The Book of Bo- Boba Fett is coming December. It's not Boba Fett. It's Boba Fett. Boba bro. Fett. Shit. Jesus. All like the team. It's coming out this year. Technically, it's December 29th. so it is this year. But. Yep. Uh, I didn't think it would happen this, this soon. You 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 were right though. You called it what? that this was gonna come out before Mandalorian season three. Yes, 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 yes. So a lot of things I called come out correct. All right, I don't know about a lot. No, um, no, no, no. You excited for this? No, I'm not. Well, all right. I'm a little surprised because like you're the the. I'm a big Star Wars fan too, but I would say you're bigger. I you know I it's just we're going from one Mandalorian to another Mandalorian. Yeah, that's true. So, but but he does take off his helmet way more than. This guy does. He does. Gin, Ginger in whatever his name. Yeah, is. but I, I don't know. Like to me, it's like we. Boba Fett has become so mythologized as this like super badass character that really didn't do anything in the in the original franchise, but he looked cool. Yeah. And then the Mandalorian made him something, and now he's getting his own show. But it was like to me, like he's a Mandalorian, so it was like. If we're gonna do that, tell that story, then we should have just told his story in the Mandalorian. I, I, I don't know. I just don't see why we're having two Mandalorian shows on at the same time. No, that's a fact. They need like to that, give some kids a scholarship and keep them on one show. Yeah, like I, I thought he was perfectly fine being in the Mandalorian. Again, I feel like I like a broken record every single time Disney and Marvel come up with these shows or mm-hmm. whatever. I'm like, oh, I don't feel like I don't, don't need to wrong. see this. Yeah. And I always um, end up being wrong. I end up tuning in and watching it, so I need to just shut the fuck up. But I don't know. It's just, even when the show was announced, I wasn't like jumping for joy. I was just like, oh, okay. To me, this this should be like um a movie. This should yeah, be like a two-hour movie. Yeah. I don't know if this needs to be a series. I'm cool with it being a series. Yeah. We don't know what it's about yet. We don't. She could be fine. It's not, it looks like he's gonna take over Jabba the Hutt's like crime empire mm-hmm. on Tatooine, which is kind, of, which is cool, which yeah. is cool. But um, okay, to know that we're not getting any Mandalorian season three until after this show finishes, kind of makes us feel like it's getting in the way of the Mandalorian because mm-hmm. I've become more invested in Gingerin or whatever the guy's name's story, him and Baby Yoda's story, than I have, you know, Boba Fett. He was cool as a character in that show, so. I don't know when we're getting Mandalorian season three. I'm I'm gonna assume probably not until summer of 2022. Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. Sounds about right. Um, so I just feel like this show's kind of getting in the way of that. Um, and maybe who knows? Maybe we'll see the Mandalorian in it. I don't think so. He might. Eh, 
maybe. I don't think nah, so. They're not going to put him in this. Especially after last season's cliffhanger. Keep this sto- keep that story going. Because we actually got seasons one and two like a exact, almost exactly a year apart, surprisingly. Mm-hmm. And that's rare in today's era of television where Atlanta season three still isn't here after, se- after ten years. Uh, <laughs> but I, I don't know. Ten years. I'm, sure, I'm, I'm sure it's going to be great. Let me just say that. Mm-hmm. I think it's gonna. It's probably going to be great. Or good, at least. Yeah, we'll see what happens. What about you, G? I mean, I can't laugh, honestly. Sounds Tomorrow good. Steve. Road keeps rotating, baby. Also, tomorrow, tomorrow, Morrison just like his Boba Fett doesn't like look cool, but like he has to, like he's kind of fat now. Hey, he is. Be nice. He's an old man. He's an old fucking clone. He's uh, he's elderly. He's an old. That's an old fucking man. Look up tomorrow, Morrison. I don't want to. Nigga, eighty. They could have just, they could have just made this a badass movie and kept it moving. Hey, yo, and then on top of that, we're getting Obi Wan. Like, I'm, I'm looking way more forward to that. Obi Wan's gonna be sick. Yeah, I'm looking forward to Obi Wan. I, I agree with that. And that's another thing on Tatooine in the desert. He's gonna be sick. He's gonna be sick like he got a disease or something. Bro, he's dead. There's too many, point. too many shows with sand. Is my point. I don't need two desert shows running at the same time on the same fucking Technically planet. Almost three, because Mandalorian took a lot. Yeah, of there's a lot of desert episodes there too. They use the same set. You, you think they're going to... Bro, they just move... Bro, they're literally like, all right, cut. All right, get off. And they just set up the set for for, for Obi-Wan. Facts. They shoot all three of those shows on the same set at the same time. Facts. But um, now I, I'm more looking forward to the, um, Obi-Wan, the show. Obi-Wan show. Me have too. you checked out Star Wars Visions? It's on, but I just haven't looked at nah. it at all. I'm going to... I'm going to get to it. I'm going to get around to it. I still, ha- still want to watch Rebels. I'm all, I'm all right. I want to watch it. No, because well, yeah. the rumor is Ezra Bridger is going to be on the, the show yeah. on on a, on, a, on the Obi-Wan. Um, not Obi Wan. What's the other the female um, R- Rosario Dawson's character? Oh, Ahsoka. Tyler. So yeah, she's gonna have her own show. I forgot she was getting a show. There's yeah. too many. Yeah, there's too many shows. I'm sorry. There's you keep boys. saying that. There's but, too many uh, shows, bro. No, this needs to make some specials, bro. Some hour long. Yeah, he's nah. G's right. Specials. There needs to be some more like just. Well, yo, just put out a two hour put out. Two-hour movie exclusively on Disney Plus. What's wrong with that? Netflix doesn't know fucking time. Disney Plus? Hmm. It's not as appealing to actors, though. I guess. I guess it's not. But the money is appealing. Uh, but they don't got the Netflix money. Disney? They just got like seven hundred million subscribers. But what I'm saying, they're not gonna put in the money. I don't think. Not not from what I've seen so far. Bump this. You you realize that two episodes of The Mandalorian is a is a movie. Facts. The, the, mo- the episodes are 48 minutes. You take two of those shits, you put them together, add another 20 minutes. I'm sorry. I'll take three. Yeah, all right, fine. Three episodes. Yeah. The seasons are 10. Yeah. You're probably using a quarter of your budget. Just Sorry, do it. Movie is way more expensive than that show, though. Because you're making it more expensive. Yeah. No, shoot that. No, but shoot that shit. Yeah. I'm not talking about fuck theaters. You're not right. putting this in. When you're talking about theaters, yes. Yeah. Put the 200 mil into movie theaters. When you're talking about these Disney Plus shits on that whatever dome shit they, they use now. <laughs> Take $20 million yeah. and put that motherfucker into a $20 million movie. Lifetime has been doing it for the last 25 years. And guess what? My mother still watches it. These Star Wars niggas watch these Disney Plus movies. My, I promise you. Lifetime niggas suck. They do. But hey, it's kind of entertaining. He's absolutely right, bro. Yo, they need to hire you, bro. You need to get a contract going. Nah, I'd get fired from Disney in a heartbeat, bro. Not me. I'm walking in there with a hat. And I'm like, Kevin, what you need? <laughs> i get that coffee for you right what away. What you need, son. Mr. Feige? You like marshmallows? <laughs> what do you need, sir? I'm making me a hot chocolate, sir. <laughs> oh, you want me to uh, tell Mark Scorsese to go fuck himself? <laughs> I'm doing it right now, sir. <laughs> hey, Marty. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Some other news coming out of Disney. Uh, Scarlett Johansson and Disney have actually settled their lawsuit. Finally. What'd they give her? 100 million? Not disclosed. Probably never will be. But uh, this is good to put in their rear view, man. It was probably 50 It wasn't looking good. It, it, was made, just... it made Kevin look bad. The Russo brothers got tied at that, and uh, that's it's just not a good look for future, uh, you know, future partners that you, you know, future actors that you're gonna want. Hey, and it was a it was it's Marvel's first real blemish that they've had, really. And yeah, does, are, does does the uh, James Gunn thing count as a blemish? Mm, no, no, nah. I, th- I think it's a blemish on Disney. Yeah, a little bit. Well, I, I don't know because well, they, and the Spider Man thing could be a blemish too. That's more so on Sony. That was more Sony. Yeah, Sony. Sony. Sony oh, sucks. oh, staying on Marvel news. So apparently, is that Sony sucks? They do, man. They do. Um, yeah, except for the PS Five, which I'll get into in a little bit. And the Last of Us. Um, you got one? Yes, sir. Finally got a PS Five, man. Finally got a PS Five. You pay retail, or you pay, or you top somebody off? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yo. <laughs> Damn, bro. I I just paid retail. What? Yeah. Damn, bro. You don't even let me know, bro. That's tough. I, I, I told you today. No, you did it. I did? Damn. No. I don't fuck with you like that. Especially at that comedy you just made. Hey, if you had to type somebody off for, you know... You for a PS5? That's something. crazy. That's why he's not here on the pod. That's he's not even, somebody else before this. That's not even necessary. FaceTime him from his house. <laughs> um, from the bathroom. <laughs> I'll be right back. <laughs> Anyways, moving on. Um, yeah, uh, so yeah, I think this is a great look for Disney. And uh, yeah, hopefully they don't have any fiascos like this anymore. Uh, no, but what I was going to transition into was how Marvel, I guess, is... And, I, and don't ask me how, I don't know, but Marvel is about to lose the rights to all their characters um, from Marvel. And it's going to go all back to the original creators. Which sounds amazing for them. Um, so Disney is trying to, to do nothing. Yeah. Uh, hey, no, they'll make the money. Uh, but Disney is trying to sue them. But how are you suing someone? How are you suing them if that's what's in the contract? I don't know the details. I don't know the details, but, but I read I, that they, and I found it very interesting that by twenty twenty three, technically, they could lose all the rights to every single character that they currently own, which would spell the end of the MCU as we know it. Obviously, Disney has more money than God, and that's not going to happen. They, but, have, they have their own currency. Yeah, and, and if they needed to, like Disney would probably like kill every single original creator so that the rights go back to them. I actually see that being a movie. That'd be a solid movie. That's going to be the next Jason Bourne movie. Yeah, I don't. That's going to be that's going to be a Joe. You know my man Joe Kemmer, the um, investigator on IG. <laughs> no. Nah. Oh, y'all be watching the murder mysteries? No. That's going to be the nah. the Bourne conspiracy. That's gonna be the, um, I think they had a similar situation with some, some characters earlier on and they, they sorted it out. Okay. I'm not really worried about this, honestly. Yeah. I also heard a rumor that Kevin Feige is like super ecstatic about introducing the uh, the X-Men into the Marvel. Okay. Well, he's got to say that. But no, no, no. He's saying like that's what he's looking forward to the most like, mm-hmm. in the future is like getting those in, getting those, those guys into the movie. There's a rumor that Patch will... Uh, Charles Xavier would show up in Doctor Strange. I I, yeah, I heard that too. Um, As Patrick Stewart. I, I want I want an all new X Men. All new cast. I like X-Men. Patrick Stewart though, man. I I love Patrick Stewart and James McBoy for that matter. I love both of them. I love Hugh Jackman. Obviously, is Wolverine greatest superhero portrayal? 
some might argue, one of them. It's time to pass the torch, though. Yeah, I think it's time. Hugh Jackman, you could say Hugh Jackman has one of the best superhero portrayals. You no, know, he's one of the best. I, I still, to me, I'm biased. Christopher Reeve is the best. Okay, that's fair. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm ready for a whole new cast. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, speaking of all new, oh, I was gonna segue. Go ahead, go for it. I think we have to, of, we're, we're on the same. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of all new casting, we have reached the end of the Daniel Craig era. Boo. Yeah, I know. Um, Very sad. Yes, sir. Damn, almost damn near more than a decade ago. Uh, Fifteen years. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. Two thousand six. That's crazy, right? It's fucking nuts. Um, yeah, Daniel Craig was casted as the new Bond, and I absolutely hated it. I was like, where's Pierce Bronson? And who knew that he would, when it was all said and done, all this time later, he would go down as arguably the best Bond with some of the best movies in the franchise. And, you know, with No Time to Die coming out, probably by the time this podcast will be out, this movie will be everywhere, (laughs) and if not, a few days out. Um, Daniel Craig's done. He's over. Um, as in, in 2022, they're going to be looking into some new uh, Bond. They're probably going to end up casting a new Bond probably next year. Mm-hmm. Or if not, they will. Definitely yeah, 2023. Already, uh, oh, she confirmed that they will cast a new Bond next year? Yes. Okay. Um, and we'll get into who we think should play Bond after that. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, we haven't seen No Time to Die, so we can't talk about it. But we are here to bring back our famous Dope or Nope retrospective mm-hmm. on the Daniel Craig 007s. Yes. There was no way I was ever going to do all of the fucking 007 movies. There's way too many of them. We can do it one day. I haven't even seen all of them. Uh, I haven't seen them. I haven't. Either. Yeah. We one can. Day, it's a we lot. Can do, if, we, if we, we can do a Bond, we can do a Bond in the episode. Yeah. Well, we can. I'll, I'll definitely do a Pierce Bronson one. I've seen all the Pierce Bronson movies. We can do that. Yeah. We can do that. Um, but I've not seen all of the Roger Moore, Timothy Dolphin, and and all those other ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, let's stick to Sean Connery. Sean Connery. Jesus Christ. Whatever. Uh, you saw a little, Robbie? What do you say? You've seen you all of them? No. No, no. There's no way. All of them, all of them aren't even that great. No, there's, there's some you can miss. Yeah. Moon, Moonraker? Yeah. Come on, I man. actually see. I actually like Moonraker. But it's not yeah, I'm like, Moonraker was taste fire. <laughs> Most yeah. of the Roger... I like Roger more, but they're very, like, he was, he was, jokey, campy. Yeah, he also got way too old. Towards the end. By the end. Yes, I agree. But, um, yeah, let's just, I mean, start with Casino Royale. We don't have to go through, this is not the Fast and the Furious, it's not 10 movies we have to get through. Mm-hmm. Um, but just to provide a little context for our Casino Royale, some background, it was a, it was an interesting time, 2006. Uh, we had just came off of uh, Batman Begins in 2005, which kind of gave birth to the new ever, like, reboot, the, the dark, gritty reboot. Christopher Nolan kind of, like, ushered in a new era of Hollywood, uh, providing, like, Batman, a, a true, honest uh, origin story that was just not only like accurate to the comics, but was also very grounded. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't campy. It wasn't soapy. It didn't have, you know, like these flamboyant villains. Uh, it existed in a world that you could believe was the real world. Batman, you know, didn't have like the crazy super gadgets and the gadgets that he did have. There were realistic explanations behind them. It was all tech, um, and. I, at the time, I was like, this is stupid. Where's George Clooney? And I want I want the camp back. And this movie came out, and I absolutely ended up fucking loving it. And obviously, everyone did too, because a year later, they decided to reboot the Bond franchise. And I had the same exact feelings. I was like, fuck, like, where's Pierce Bronson? And who's my... That was my guy. Since I was born, he was James Bond. That's who I knew James Bond was. And I knew all the cars, the gadgets. And... 
when I saw this new guy, I had no idea who Daniel Craig was. Mm-hmm. I didn't really care about the blonde hair, blue eye thing, just because I didn't give a f- I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't familiar with the James Bond novels at the time anyway. I didn't even mm-hmm. know he was based on a book. But I was like, I don't like this guy. I don't know who this fucking guy is. He's not James Bond. This movie's boring. Why are they playing cards? Um, and if anything, it kind of was reminding me of the Jason Bourne movies, of the Bourne Identity, which I think had just came out like a few years prior, which mm-hmm. was dope, but it wasn't my kind of action movie. It was very like thinking man's like conspiracy and detective like, and I didn't really care for it. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I saw that they were doing that for James Bond, I completely hated Casino Royale the first time I saw I it. I did too. I, I thought it was terrible. They didn't even have the theme music in it. I hated the I intro. Yeah, I thought I hated the intro. There's really no gadgets. Yeah. Gadgets? No, there's no, there's not one there's gadget in that single. There's movie. no gadget until the third movie. Yeah. Um. And then a couple years later, it wasn't almost until like five years later, six years later, I was like, yeah, this, this might be the best Bond movie. Ever made. <laughs> this might be the best Bond movie ever made. Casino Royale is a hundred percent like. A dope ass origin story. It's probably one of it's probably my favorite written Bond movie. I think it's probably the best written Bond movie. The tight is the plot is airtight. Uh, probably because it's one of the few Bond movies that's actually based on a book. It's based on his Ian Fleming's first novel. I think it's fantastic as an origin story. Um, everything just you kind of get a feel for exactly like why Bond is the way he is. We've always known Bond so just like shoot up a dozen people and not think anything of it and just like why is he so cold why is he just like uh move on to women treat women like disposable play things uh this movie explains it all and it's, it's just fantastic like i feel like we've talked about it a million times we have yeah but like casino royale is undoubtedly like a staple in the bond filmography at this point mm-hmm. martin campbell who came back after doing uh golden eye came back and did this again and once again Flipped the entire genre on its head and just delivered like a A plus movie. I agree, man. Um, Casino Royale is definitely one of my uh, favorite Bond movies. Um, it's not my favorite. I'll get into my favorite in a minute. But uh, I agree with Malik. I mean, agree with Kai. The first time I watched this movie, didn't like it. I didn't understand poker. I didn't understand the card games. I still don't understand poker. And it was just like, yeah, it's still kind of difficult. But like, as a kid watching 06, I think it was like. We weren't even, we were middle school. I was like 13, 12. Yeah, we were like 12, 13. To me, when the card game starts, like, it's just, the, the movie, movie slows. just slows down to a, literally a snail's pace. Yeah. So I'm like, damn, this is boring as hell, man. Yeah. I have no idea what's going on. I don't know what, what these cards mean. Anything like that. And then I see this guy bleeding out of his eye. What the fuck is that? I was like, who the fuck is this bozo? Yeah. He's not scary either. He wasn't scary. He, was, he gets bitched. He gets bitched halfway through the movie by the African dude. Right, right, right. That motherfucker was scary. I was scared of him. Yeah. But, uh, I was like, why is he the villain? Right. Um, you know, again, in 06, I wasn't really uh, familiar with like the casting process, stuff like that. I didn't care who Daniel Craig was. Yeah, me neither. It didn't bother me when he came on screen either. I was just like, okay, this is the I was like, who is this guy? It didn't bother me. I didn't think, think much of it. Um, I think he does a fantastic job, man. He's... He's cold-blooded. Yeah. And I like that. Like, Pierce Brosnan, as great as he was, was not that. Yeah. So I really appreciate the fact that he switched it up. Like, this is not the James Bond that we're used to. Especially after the first kill, you're like, oh, shit, this is not... He's not even smooth. He's just... Like, he's smooth, but he's a different type of smooth. Yes, 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 yes. And, um, you know, I think... What's her name? Junior. Ava Green. Great job. Uh, Vesper Lind. Vesper. I mean, the fact they still talk about this girl like 
four movies later is like she had an impact she had a huge impact like he actually like I was shocked like when he actually fell in love and like I was like this is not the bond that I know but but it also made made it so believable Mm -hmm. like it it, and and that's what I liked about this just the whole fact that like he's not trying to save the world in this movie Mm -hmm. like he's just trying to stop this banker from having enough money to continue to let bad shit happen right and like I enjoy the stakes of it like just like I said like because you got to think about it, like, at this point, in, in, as a whole, when you look at the Daniel Craig movies as a whole, he doesn't really save the world in any of them. There's no end of the world plots. And it kind of, but it, no. and it's kind of building up because, you know, without spoilers, like, I hear that's what No Time to Die is. It's mm-hmm. finally him being J- the James Bond that has to save everybody. Yeah. So it was kind of cool that it was kind of like a more self-contained, like, story. And last but not least, as far as this movie is concerned, one of the craziest torture scenes ever, man. Yeah. So first of all, well acted by Daniel Craig. I don't know what kind of oil they put on his body, but I was like, this game, this man is glistening. Why is he? Why is he looking like that? Damn. But um, nah, not a gateway. Uh, but now nah, when they when he ties the knot and starts, whoosh, oh my god! I had no idea what was yeah, going on as a kid. I felt that. In the, well, initially, you're right. Initially, I'm like, why are you just hitting his ass like that? Yeah. You know what I'm But um, that was. Very painful to watch. Then once I understood what he was doing, I was like, oh. Explains why Bond never has to worry about having kids. Doesn't. He, he can't. <laughs> he can't have them. And like, even, like, the line where he goes, uh, you just, uh, everyone's going to know you died scratching my balls. balls. And I was like, this guy's badass. Ah, yes, 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 yes. Yeah, he's just, yeah, he's yes. just he does a great, yeah. this is a fantastic movie. Very well acted by everyone, man. I, I would have to give a shout out to Mads Mikkelsen because he's one of the, uh, a, a really good villain in this movie. Not one of the best, but like he, he does this very serviceable job. Yeah. It's Mad Mickelson. He does his thing all the time. I um, will say the oh sorry. No go ahead. No, I will I will I will say that like even like when I didn't like this movie, I just remember like some so many scenes sticking out. Like the torture scene when they flip the fucking also this this movie has the sickest um uh Aston Martin that I've like I'm in love with that car. Like if I be, if I hit the lotto tomorrow I'm buying that car. Um, yeah? yeah I, lo- I love that Aston Martin. Um and the the poison scene where Bond gets poisoned and he's like yes. and he has to actually like save himself and at the last moment I, that's probably my favorite scene that might be my favorite scene like out of the Daniel Craig movies because it's like you really see like the fear on his face and like mm-hmm. he has and that's who James Bond is like he he gets afraid he gets angry but like you never like you're never he never allows anyone else to see it mm-hmm. and then when Vesper shows up he's just like are you okay yeah. and he's like I gotta go back and win this game mm-hmm. which is which is which is dope. Good movie, man. G, how about you, man? Yeah, I said everything, man. Did you see Casino Royale? Yeah. No, you did. Yeah, you did. I, I, nah, I agree with you entirely. I, I, I didn't like it as a kid just because I didn't understand poker. I, it was very slow to me. <laughs> um, the scenes that stood out to me was like the torture scene. I remember the chase scene and the stairs and stuff like that. Oh, I um, love it. But, but I didn't care for it at first. And then I probably want to say when I was in college, one of my roommates, he... He, he was always in the movie, so, like, one day we just finished all the Daniel Craig movies, and I was like, oh, shit, this shit is amazing. And, you know, so, in, in retrospect, it's, it's like, um, it's, it's a dope for me. Yeah, I agree. You know what it got, you know what it got dope for me? It got dope, I liked it once Skyfall came out. I think after Skyfall came out, and I loved that movie, I went back and watched Casino Royale, and that's when it, like, just went up. Mm-hmm. Damn near six years after the fucking movie came out, that's when it got like really good to me and I really appreciated it. Nice, man. 
Um, also, I love the uh, open. I know I said I hated it, but the opening theme song is so badass. Uh, you know my name mm-hmm. by Chris Cornell, which yep. is fucking amazing. Um, just even the opening credit scene with all the poker tables. It's cool. And, he's, and you see uh, 007 finally getting his status. Mm-hmm. The the dialogue between him and M, like I love that. Like she's she's just a disappointed mom. Yeah. That's it. And he's just like she like you can tell like as hard as she is with him, she loves him and she doesn't want to see him fail. But it's just like, and that's why she keeps giving him chances. Mm-hmm. But like she'll never let him know that. Like she can't. She has to be tough on him. It's it's great. And I. Their relationship has always been the, my favorite through line throughout this entire series. Too. Agreed. Nice. Moving on to the next one? Yeah. All right, 2008's Quantum of Solace. It's crazy, because how I felt about Casino Royale is the complete opposite of with uh, Quantum of Solace. Really? I fucking loved this movie when it came out. It was my favorite James Bond movie. Really? Yes, I loved Quantum of Solace. First of all, I felt like it came out like, a, like a, two days apart from Casino Royale. It, 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 I mean, until two years later. Yeah, it came out two years later. Um, but I loved how it was a, like a direct continuation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I loved the act. I loved the action scenes. I, I was like, the movie f- flew by at like a very fast pace. Come to find out, it's only an hour and forty minutes to show the James Bond movie ever. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought the girl. I thought the girl was pretty. It was just like, I, I like the Olga Karolinko is very pretty. Um, I like that the movie took place in Haiti. Just like you know, as a Haitian kid, like you never see movies that take place in mm-hmm. Haiti. Um, I, I love this movie. And then I became an adult. <laughs> and I realized how fucking bad this movie can be. It's poorly written. It's not its fault. It's not its fault. There was the writer's strike. Mm-hmm. Daniel Craig and the director are actually coming up with scenes on the set of yeah. the movie to like write the story because they had no writers. But damn, is Quantum of Soul is kind of bad. First of all, that Alicia Keys opening song pretty awful <clears throat> second come on Alicia the editing is abysmal if anyone for those that like never took like a film class and le- learned anything about what editing is and how important it is this movie has some of the worst editing and some of the worst cuts I've ever seen in a movie in a movie where you're supposed to, in an action movie where you're supposed to be focused in on only the action and only cut away when it's raising the tension of what's happening this movie randomly cuts away to Bull races uh, and opera singing mm-hmm. in the middle of chase and fight scenes. And the fight scenes are so quick cut, you have no idea what's Very going on. Very quick. So, honestly, and you might find this blasphemous, the only time I was really this pissed off watching like fight scenes with sporadic quick cuts like this was in Batman Begins. Okay. Batman Begins has terrible uh, fight editing. Yes. I'm sorry, Christopher Nolan. Fantastic movie. Excellent story. Terrible fight editing. Same thing with this movie. I, you have no idea what's going on. Mm-hmm. And it sucks because the action scenes would actually be cool. Because the opening car chase should have been lit. Yeah. When he's when you he's race, when he's racing the Aston Martin through fucking... And it opens up on that bridge and there's that giant sweeping shot of the tunnel. It looks fantastic. And then it's like too close cut. You don't know where anything is. You don't even know what's happening. You just see like shit. You hear gunshots. It's like, oh, okay. I think action's happening. So you just assume it is. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and this movie just... It just exists, honestly. It's like everyone... No one's bad in it. Daniel Craig is still fantastic as Bond. Oh, like, everyone's doing their jobs, but it's just... The, the terrible villain... Dominic Green is a joke. Why didn't why didn't James Bond just shoot that man in the head within the first five minutes of the movie? You should have. Because I would have. I can beat Dominic Green up in a fight. 
I, I believe it. And th- that's another thing that Bob, I'm going to just skip forward to the yeah. end. Why is he struggling with Dominic Green? At all. He should beat the brakes off him. <laughs> he should be able to snap his neck. And, like, Bunsen's the most dangerous man on the planet. Yes. Damn it. The, he, he, Dominic Green should not be giving him a problem. It doesn't matter if he's carrying at, an X, an axe, a gun, or whatever. And the way he's yelling, swinging the axe. <laughs> and the swings that I'm like, yo, why is he yelling like that? He's a fucking uh, four foot five frog man. That's what I'm saying. Should have beat the brakes off him. That man was tapioca pudding. For uh, real. <laughs> um, I will say, though, I did find the, the general very threatening. Mm-hmm. Even though he ends up coming back. Ten years later, in Suicide Squad, it's the same character, same, same fucking character, <laughs> uh, fucking Spanish American, yep, same mustache, same oh, mustache, that. and everything. <laughs> also, use them again. Also, um, they they just put things in this place in this movie because why? Yo, uh, Ralph, can I ask you a question? Actually, Absolutely. I'll ask you the same question, G. Would you ever go to a, uh, a hotel in the middle of a random Bolivian desert? Absolutely not. What, what appeal know, is there? That was the most stupidest the- thing. And I remember when that scene came on, I was in a movie. Because, first of all, I hated this movie while watching the theaters. And I remember we get to the fucking hotel in the middle of the desert. I think I fell asleep, so I woke up here. And I'm like, yo, we're still on this fucking movie? And it was just like, what sense does this make? And, gee, it's and an only hour and a half movie. Like, like, what the f- mm-hmm. Movie's barely 100 minutes. Yeah. So the fact that you fell asleep is bad. Just for them to blow it up. Yep. For them to blow it up. It's like, and, then, and it's a, there's a point in the in the script where someone's just like, oh, hey, uh, th- uh, this this hotel's made out of fuel cells. And someone's like, why? It's like, I don't know. It's ridiculous, bro. I don't know. That Marriott that, that, that's downtown seems to be working just fine without uh, flammable substances making up its architecture. Uh, <laughs> in the middle of the desert. In the middle of the desert, I will say it is kind of badass that uh, James Bond drags a nigga out into the middle of the desert and leaves it with a can of oil. It's like here, drink that. That that was cool. that was badass. That was cool. I agree, and that's what I will say. Yeah, the performances in this movie are strong. For the the only character that I really hate um, is Dominic Green as the villain. Um, he's just laughably just bad and non-threatening. Mm-hmm. Um, but I continue to love Daniel Craig. I like Olga Karyolinko. I liked um, what's her name. Whoever Strawberry Fields, uh, Gemma Ardington, I forgot what her name is, but she played Strawberry Fields. Yeah, that ended yes, up getting yes, covered yes. in oil. Just fucked up. Um, Judy Dench is still great. She is. Uh, Felix. Oh, I forgot to mention in Casino Royale, uh, Jeffrey Wright mm-hmm. as Felix Leiter is so good, man. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad that he's coming back for No Time to Die. Yep. Um, that was damn near his audition reel for fucking uh, James Gordon. For Commission Garden. Yeah. Yeah, I guess you're right. They, he could basically play the same type of character, you know? Um, like, just this grizzled CIA agent. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it also, that movie, it also felt too born to me. Like, where I said the first one was very born-inspired, Quantum Souls feels like a born copycat, almost. From, like, the, the chases on the roof to the hand-to-hand combat fighting. It was just it was just too James Bourne. James Bourne. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jason Bourne. Um, also... Who do you think wins in a fight, Jason Bourne or James Bond? James Bond. Okay, I agree. It's a good fight, though. It's a good fight, though. It's a good fight. Ethan, Ethan Hunt or James Bond? Uh, still James Bond. I'm still rolling with Bond, man. We, yeah, I, I don't think Ethan. Yeah, I'll rephrase that. I think Ethan Hunt will beat Pierce Brosnan's Bond, but I can't see anybody being Daniel Craig's Bond. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I don't. Yeah, Daniel yeah, Craig's Bond is different. He's just too dangerous. He's just too, like, badass, bro. He's too and he don't give a fuck. I, I, yeah. I, I, honestly, after the next movie, he got it. I'm, I'm not going to hold you. Yeah. 
Um, so I'm, unfortunately, I'm gonna still have to give this movie a nope. Oh, oh yeah, well yes, yes, Quantum yes. Solace is a nope. Um, a big nope. But it was yo, I'll say this: it was great at the time. In 2008, when I was a kid, Transformers just came out. Yeah. It was one of my favorite movies of 2008. <laughs> Transformers Dark and the Moon? Dark. That shit was trash. No, not Dark and the no, Moon. No, no, no. There's the first Transformers. No, I the first one. No, but the second one also came out during the writer's strike. Oh, um, Revenge of the Fallen. Oh, that movie's terrible. It's terrible. It's it's, yo, but that was a movie I loved at the time. No, it was a great movie at the time. It was a great movie at the time. It was a great sequel at the time. Um, no, I hear it. As far as Quint Quantum Soul is concerned, like, I didn't like it the first time I watched it either. Mm. Uh, again... The frantic pace, as far as like the the shaky camera, I didn't, I don't, I've never liked that in any movie. Yeah. Um, and also, it's not a pretty movie to look at, it's and not. that's one thing that I enjoy about my movies. Like the next movie, the complete opposite. Yeah. We'll get into that, but this movie is just not a pretty movie to watch. Yeah, and Casino Royale was. Casino Royale was to an extent. Yes, it was. It was a, a better looking film to look at. It's just like it's not shot well, man. And like on top of that, like yeah, Daniel Craig does great. I'm not a fan of the villain. Dominic Green is not intimidating. He's not scary. He doesn't seem like he's the smartest guy in the room. And he's short. Like, he should be... Daniel Craig should be... James Bond, rather. Should be able to snap this guy in half. He should have killed him at the party. Yes. When they were at that party and mm-hmm. he tries to throw the girl off the balcony, which his weak ass shouldn't have been able to yeah. do. And then one thing... I haven't watched the movie in a while, but like I don't understand how that uh, his man's betrayed him at the end. Like, I, I, well, the, right in the, min- the middle of the movie. Oh, I didn't Mathis? like that. Yeah, I didn't like that. Yeah. Um, then just leaves him in the trunk or the garbage can rather that's what he would have wanted he said no he wouldn't that's bullshit no no one wants that yeah. no one wants to die in the garbage <laughs> get tossed in the garbage can Oscar uh, well, yeah the grouch is gonna die in a, in a garbage can for sure but that's his Imagine home it's different garbage can be in your casket that's tough that was Steph back in the day um damn Steph was Oscar the grouch no, yeah, they based it off him <laughs> <laughs> you're not gonna say nothing Steph. you gonna say shit he knows it's true he <laughs> don't agree no more <laughs> anyways sorry sorry sorry, All right, sorry. So, so and she, then like it, the plot is just so dumb it's for water water yeah. water which was something that, it was based on real life there was a Bolivian water crisis don't care. okay don't care nah chill 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 that's OD bro what you don't, you don't care about the water crisis not for a movie yeah, he's right. Not for a movie, bro. I'm not. I'm not trying to downplay the actual Bolivian water crisis, but for a James Bond film, yeah. nah. You can miss me with that shit. Bro. I did like the twist that like you thought it was oil, but it was water. Yeah, that was a cool twist. Yeah, I guess that's um, cool. I didn't like how they just covered slathered show, like showed you naked in oil. I was like, God damn, I'm fucked up. And then like they and they kind of not really, but like Shorty got raped. That's dark. Who got raped? Olga Karolinko's character. Yeah, she was going to get raped. Rather, no, no, that was what you call it. The other one. The, no, no, no. At the end of the movie, in the hotel. No, no, I know she saves that other girl. Yeah, you know who that was actually, right? That was Rob Stark's wife from Game of Thrones. I don't remember. That's was it? Yeah, that's Ona Chaplin. Oh shit. Yeah, but yeah, man, just not one of my favorite movies. And what's sad too, even when it's on TV, you don't watch it. I change the channel, bro. Yeah. And, and it's sad. And, it, and it's it's sad because everyone else is doing their job. Mm-hmm. It's the story. Yep. Everyone else is doing their job. But anyway, let's get into the, the redemptive arc of this yes. fucking series, which we've talked about a million times. Yes, yes. Skyfall. Can, can I talk about this first, please? Absolutely right. Woo! Okay. <clears throat> um, ladies and gentlemen, this is the greatest uh, James Bond movie ever, in my personal opinion. I love this movie. Uh, watched this movie in 2012 when it came out. 
Um, watched it with a big group of friends of mine that I had. Were any of you here? No, I wasn't there. Good. Uh, that's why I enjoyed it too much. I didn't care for you back then. No, I same here. I didn't care for you either. Anyways. And that big group of friends was somebody else's group of friends. You were just sitting. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. I was going to mention that part. So thank you. My man imagined all of it. He was just sitting in, a, in what, like five seats away? He was, you he was, assume, he was, oh, I'm in a group of people. He was Russell Crowe in A Beautiful Mind. <laughs> Anyways. Man, from that opening scene, uh, you know, the, the, the motor, motorcycle chase, whatever, you really see like, yo, this is how a James Bond, James Bond movie should be shot. Yeah. The cinematography in this movie is absolutely fantastic. And it's not a coincidence that the cinematographer is my man, Roger Deakins, mm-hmm. who also directed Blade, I mean, uh, cinematography, did cinematography for Blade Runner 2049. Yes, he did. Um, so he's, uh, he's, he's my favorite cinematographer after, because he even did 1917, which, again, beautiful fucking movie. Why? Because Roger Deakins did it. Okay. Um, I think this is uh, Daniel Craig's, excuse me, not Daniel Craig, I think this is Judy Dench's best performance as M. Okay. Yeah. Um, she's given the most to do. She's given the most to do. The she, ending is sad. She's the Bond girl. She is the... Which is cool to me. Because, like, technically it was supposed to be... um, What's her face? Uh, Who's the chick that died? I mean, like, she she was there for three seconds. And then oh. Raul Silva killed her. Yeah. Shot, like, her, shot her in the head. I was like, so who's the Bond girl now? And it was Judy Dench. Um, speaking of Raul Silva, his intro is one of the coolest for a villain I've ever seen. It's fantastic. Obviously, the best to me is the Joker, Heath Ledger's Joker, but, like, Raul Silva is fantastic. Well, well let's stay on that, because this movie is, uh, this is The Dark Knight. Of James Bond. Yeah, like, no, 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 like, but this movie is The Dark Knight, like, mm-hmm. how uh, Casino Royale is essentially Batman Begins. Yeah. It's James Bond Begins. This is the the, the, the 007, or whatever you want to call it. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it, it lifted it, at, don't get me wrong, effort, effortlessly. But just there's so many scenes that mirror each other. Like, from the villain introduction to, he planned it all along. Yeah. But it's a, like, it, it, I it, can see that. It, but that's also what, but, you know, Sam Mendes took every single thing that worked in The Dark Knight and applied it to this movie. Mm-hmm. And that's why, because the same enjoyment that I got watching this is the same feeling I got watching The Dark Knight. Yeah. I hear that. And, um, you know, obviously you get shot in the beginning of the movie and, like, you see a vulnerable bond. Which yeah. I thought was such a cool thing to add. I agree. What happened? No, I agree. Yeah, yeah, and it was, it was just so cool. Like, he's struggling. They're really, like... It's so funny. Like, he was old, like, nine years ago. And now he's, he has a movie coming out, to, like, next week. I don't know. <laughs> that just went out the window. Well, well, that's why I thought, you know, while... I, I thought Quantum of Solace was cool for creating, like, continuity. Whereas, like, if the first movie picked up right after the next movie. Yes. I thought it was kind of weird because... It didn't give us a movie to kind of explore Bond in between when he's in his prime. So we only get a young Bond. We get a young Bond, and then the next movie he's still kind of young because it's picking up immediately after. Mm-hmm. And then we get uh, an old Bond. We don't get to see Bond in the middle. Right. And Quantum of Souls kind of wasted that because it picks up directly after Casino Royale. Mm-hmm. So I did think it was a weird point to leave Bond because that should have been Jane- like Skyfall. In the chronology of his films, should be probably like the fourth movie. That should kind of go where Spectre is, where yeah. it's like all right, at this point yeah. in his adventures, he's old. Mm-hmm. We we jump from young Bond to old Bond, yeah. and we kind of did that in Batman too. We kind of went from young Batman, and then Dark Knight takes place like six months later, mm-hmm. and then by the third Batman movie, he's, he's old. Old, supposed to be old. Yeah, supposed to be old, and it's like we never got to see him just like 
doing his shit. You know what I mean? One thing that did bother me is like he doesn't look old. He doesn't. Yeah. They're like, like, yeah. They're like, he's played out, and I'm just like, this is our third time seeing this motherfucker. Like, yeah. I think he, like, by the third Star Wars movie, we're not like, all right, Luke Skywalker and Han Solo are like should retire. Mm-hmm. We're just like, nah, you're doing your shit. I agree, man. And one of my other favorite scenes of this movie is uh, this is a compliment. They're all really good. Man. They're they're all fantastic. Um, the, in the mirrors, the room of mirrors, and like the neon lights. Behind oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's Japan. I don't know where that's Shanghai, Shanghai, Shanghai. Um, dope looking fight. It's so cool. It's just you just see the silhouettes, but they're like really really cool. And the other one is the uh, the shot where he's on the boat and he's going into that. Um, I don't know what it's called. Maca- he's going into the casino. Yes, the casino. But like him on the boat looks so cool. Yeah. And then you're introduced to Money Penny finally, even though we don't know it's Money Penny in the beginning. She's just Eve. She's Eve. And uh, yeah, and then you get introduced to the new M too with Ryan uh, Ray Fiennes. Ray Fiennes, yeah. Just I, uh, great cast. Yeah, and about that um about that casino scene, I love that one shot. Where you see Bond walking through the casino, and you hear Money Penny in his ear, and then he walks past Money Penny, and the the sound transitions from the radio to her speaking right there, and then yeah. he keeps walking, and then it goes like just subtle things like that are like real cool. It's amazing, man. Yeah, um, of course uh, Adele's Skyfall theme song, which yes. is my favorite Bond theme song ever. I have it on my like I I just listen to it like whenever I, I feel like. I like Billie Eilish's though. Yeah, it's just cool. I'm waiting to see it used in the movie. Me too. I agree. But no, Adele's one is... it. it obviously, you know, when you have a Bond uh, movie, the song comes out, like, before the movie. Yeah. And even before the movie came out, I was like, this shit is tough. She's very good. Yeah. Um. But, uh, but yeah, and then, obviously, the ending, you think it's going to be this big type of ending shootout in the courthouse and it's not and you get introduced like to me like a second ending yeah and, and you're introduced to Bat, uh, Batman introduced to James Bond's like childhood home Child and Bond, you yeah. actually get to see his name of his parents I was like whoa this is dope and that also shoots down the theory that James Bond is just an alias that right. gets passed down from uh, agent to agent mm-hmm. he's this, this James Bond for we know is you know was born James Bond mm-hmm. also I found out recently that um, the groundskeeper played by Albert Finnery um, Albert Finney. Finney, was actually supposed to originally be Sean, Sean Connery. Connery. Yes. And Sam Mendes was like, no, that'd be too distracting. And I think it would have been very distracting. I thought it would be super cool, though. It'd be cool, but it's like... Well, like, just give him a big-ass beard. Like, so, like, he doesn't look like James Bond. But he's... Goes, he's and, he's Scott, and he's Scottish. He's still James Bond. And he does, and he's like, welcome to Scotland. He's still James Bond. I, I know, Bond, I know, though. but... That would that would have been super fucking cool, but I also see why that decision wasn't made, and it was a smart one. It's distracting, and Albert Finney does a good job anyway. Great yeah. job, actually. Yeah, he does. Um, no, nah, yeah, this this I feel like we spoke about this movie. We have, we have. Yeah, there's not much else to say other than like I I wish Raul Silva didn't die at the end. I would have loved to see him come back in like a Hannibal Lecter role, which it looks like. Um, Christoph Waltz is going to be playing in No Time to Die. He had to die though. He didn't have to Once die. Once he smoked uh, Judy Dench, she had to go. Yeah. But the only, though, I will say that was my other gripe with this movie. The way he goes out, I'm not a fan of he's I just, wish He just dies. Yeah, he just succumbs to his wounds. Like, you know, James Bond throws a knife in his back and he goes, oh, and then just croaks. Yeah. But I kind of wish, like, they would have had a hand to hand combat fight or something like that. Because Raul Silva was supposed to be. One of the best agents they've had. Yeah, and that was the thing. Like, I knew he was dangerous with computers, but, like, for example, like, there's a scene where he escapes, and he just kills two armed guards, and it's yeah. like, how did he do that? Yeah. <laughs> we should've, they should have showed, how, like, how dangerous this guy is really. And another thing is, most James Bond villains are an intellectual presence. James Bond has never had, like, a Bane, like, someone that can just straight up in a fist fight beat the shit out of him. Mm-hmm. 
And hopefully with this new next Bond week, when we whenever we get him, we'll get that. But it's like I'm still waiting for that kind of villain. I'm yeah. waiting for that villain, and I'm waiting for like a female villain, like a like not a not a sexy sidekick, but like a female like. Nah, I want to kill you. And not a femi fatale either. Yeah, like not a femi fatale. He wants to fuck. I'm talking about right. like a like. It could be an old woman for a lot. It could be fucking uh, Meryl Streep or uh, what's the other? What's the other? Damn, what's the other one? Other uh, old woman, British woman, dope. Um, no, she's in Fast and Furious. Oh, 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 uh, oh, um, boy. I have. I'm looking at it right now too. Um, me too. What the fuck is that's that terrible. Damn. Um, uh, H- Helen Mirren. Helen Mirren. Woo. Yeah, give me someone like that. Yo, or even like a Judy Dench type that wants to kill Bond. Not Judy Dench, obviously. Yeah, that'd be weird. Yeah, but like a Judy Dench type, like that kind of fierce old woman. Mm-hmm. I'm still waiting for that kind of Bond villain. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. obviously, 100 percent dope. You know, I know this is your favorite James Bond movie. It flips back and forth between it on. You know what I mean? It's just like it's like what's my favorite movies uh, on days that I watch Goodfellas is Goodfellas on days that I watch The Social Network it's The Social Network mm-hmm. so like I'll always go back and forth but this is my favorite the, easily one of the best James Bond films in the entire franchise like, I highlight like the second I walked out the theater I was like this is it for me yeah and, it, and it's on and it's on my top list of um, mm-hmm. movies that are 2000s too both of ours absolutely yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah so let's get on to the last and final one Spectre Spectre. See, like this movie, it, like it's not as good as Casino Royale, Skyfall. They shouldn't have brought close. back. They shouldn't have brought back Sam Mendes, um, and that sounds crazy because he directed one of the. It's just this, I can't. I can't agree with you on that. It's one, just not. It's, it's just not his baby, though. It's it's it, this is not the Dark Knight truly. Like he didn't he didn't give birth to this. He made a fantastic film because it was a one off, mm-hmm. and it's actually the first James Bond movie where it's. I, you know what I realized? Every James Bond movie that's connected to another James Bond movie is not that good. Okay. Quantum of Solace is not that good because it's so connected and attached to Casino Royale. Mm-hmm. Spectre is not that good because it's so attached to uh, Skyfall and Casino Royale. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. And I think Sam Mendes, unfortunately, and he was also lacking um, uh, Roger Deakins as well, I think he used up all his, all his good juju with, with the last movie. Sometimes you put your all into a movie and... You know, what you put out after that is just kind of like the remnants of it. Leftovers. Yeah, it's just the leftovers. And, you know, it's the reason why Dark Knight Rises is a great movie. I, I don't... It doesn't... To me, it doesn't hold up compared to Batman Begins and The Dark Knight. Um, but also... No, yeah. But also... But that's also Christopher Nolan's baby. He saw it from its birth also. So he also... Which is why it's better than Spectre. Spectre's too long. Um, Spectre too long? Spectre's too long. I haven't watched it in a while. I, I'm gonna I, probably watch it tomorrow. I, wa- I watched it very re- I watched it probably like less than a year ago. Yeah. I'd probably say. It's hollow. It's very, it's a hollow movie. I like, agree with that. The, the things that kind of like got you amped up in, you know, Skyfall just aren't there in Spectre. Like, for example, like even the scene where like Bond is just like, Trail, like tailing a guy through a room like the room of mirrors mm-hmm. and like you have the score in the background playing like the dun, dun, dun. like it's adding the suspense to it mm-hmm. Bond enters a room and it's just silence there's no music mm-hmm. there's no there's no music he gets into a car chase in this movie there's no car ch- crashes there's no shooting there's, it's just Bond being chased and, a, and, a, and, and the score is on loop like it's like, nothing's happening. I agree. I feel like things are happening, but not happening at the same time with Spectre. Mm-hmm. And that's the annoying part. 
And also, he goes back to being superhuman. One of the best parts of the Bond franchise from this point, even including uh, Quantum of Souls, is that Bond gets beat up, he gets, he gets bloodied, he gets cut, he gets fucked up, like, and you can see it on his face. He is getting tossed around by Dave goddamn Batista. Drax. Drax, <laughs> the Destroyer. Punched, thrown through shit, mm-hmm. and, and not a drop of blood. Does not a nervous. Not a cut lip. Right. Not shit. And you know, like, when it comes to my action, I love to see my action hero bleed, which is why John McClane is probably one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. He, he's invulnerable in this movie. Nothing bad at even Even the torture scene in this movie is hollow. It had no effect on it him. had no effect on him. Yeah, nothing. He doesn't even scream. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. like, this is the same Bond that was screaming, like, yes, to, like, deal with the pain. Yeah. That was, like, almost kind of making it sexual. Like, because, <laughs> like, that was his only way to get through it. Yeah. Like, this movie just feels hollow. Even down to the fucking Sam Smith score mm-hmm. song. Like, I was like, turn this shit off. I w- listen, I-, I will say this. I'm not mad at the Sam Smith song. I don't hate it. I, I used to like I tried to. I tried to like it. I tried to like listen to it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, ah, it's not it. Man, I was really excited for this movie, too, because, like, one of my favorite actors in this movie, obviously the villain, Christoph, Christoph Waltz. Waltz. Like, he's the man. Like, this is this is after Django. This is after Inglourious Bastards. Like, at he's, this point. He's the guy you get at this point. Yes, yes. Like, and, and, like, he's playing a villain. Like, oh, he's going to be amazing. And they kind of went the route of Star Trek Into Darkness. Uh, I think it's... What, what the, is that the yeah. second one? What? Into Darkness with the John... Harrison. John Harrison. Into being Khan. Motherfucker, we, we know he's Khan. Like, yeah, just say yeah. it. Just call him Blofeld. And in this movie, like, never want to admit that he's Blo... Like, just... He even looks like Blofeld. He has a cat. Like, yeah. what do you... Yes, he's, he's going to be Blofeld. Yeah. Um... And then obviously, you know, he gets a little eye scar, and then you see the the, the, the eyeball pop. That was gross. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this movie, like, I think that was a, a perfect way to put it's hollow. Yeah. Even like, the ending isn't that satisfying. It, it, it has all the elements of a great movie, of mm-hmm. a great action movie, and of a great James Bond movie, yeah. but it just it's missing that creative tissue that like brings it all together. Like mm-hmm. between the between the editing and the action and the music, it's just. And the writing, it's just not all meshing together. Like, it's all there. It's almost like you have the... Like, gee, you probably speak to this. Like, it's almost like you have all the ingredients to a good, you know, meal, but you just didn't cook it right. Okay. I like that. Like, you just... You either overcooked it or you undercooked it. Yeah. You just, like, everything... You did everything right up until the point where you had to, had to like, bring it all together. Mm. And it's just... And that's why it's, like, it's not a bad film. It's just a movie. And at a hundred and fucking eighty minutes, it's just be a movie. I agree with you, man. It's just, it's it's hollow. I think that was the perfect way to put it, man. And, uh, you know, I I did like the kind of team up thing they did at the end with Ray Fiennes and uh, Ben Wishaw, who was a good cue. I, I forgot to mention that yeah, Skyfall. Yeah. His introduction in in Skyfall was like pretty clever. He has a kind of like a war of words with him. Yeah, I thought that was kind of dope. But yeah, man, I just um, cool car though. Fantastic car. Oh, very cool car. It's just a, cool it, it, it just looks too much like a belt buckle to me. That's why I <laughs> that's why I like the, the Casino Royale one over over it, but No the Casino the one at Casino Royale is dope. But yeah, like I, I would say spe- I don't want to give it a nope. Me neither. But it's, it's certainly not dope. Yeah. If I had to choose, like if someone was like No, don't do that. Don't do that. It's either dope or nope. <sighs> I think I have to give it a note. I have to give it a note. It's a note that I would watch again. Like, the same way, like, I don't like Batman vs. Superman, but I'll watch it a million times. Like, yeah. I'll I'll do that. Like, if Spectre's on, I'll watch it. No, I'm, I have Spectre, like, on Blu-ray, too. Like, I'm gonna watch it. Yeah. But I, I, at this time, 
I gotta give it an ope. And it's sad to say that because like, you know, and I disagree with you. Like I, I thought bringing in initially bringing in Sam Mendes is a great idea. He's made one of the argue, arguably one of the best uh, movies ever. Like Daniel Craig wants him back. Mm. Uh, but one of the I, best James Bond movies ever. I, I just had a feeling it was lightning in a bottle, and I feel like it proved it. But it did ultimately. It did. Um, but I, I was disappointed, man, because Sam Mendes is yeah, it's a fan, it's a fantastic director. Even, even the opening cold open, like that, does the one shot through, uh, through the Day of the Dead mm-hmm. festival. It's super cool. It's shot. It's, it's beautiful. Cool. It's super cool. But at the same time, it also feels hollow because you're like, who is this man? Why is James Bond following him? Mm-hmm. Like, what is you know, like, and taking it back to Casino Royale, like in that. In that opening uh, chase scene through, um, I think, Africa, mm-hmm. I think they're in, um, you find out in, in the first five seconds of dialogue, oh, he's a bomb maker. He's a terrorist. He's going to meet someone. The guy immediately proved that, like, how dangerous he is. Mm-hmm. He's running. He does. He knows parkour. He's fucking shit up. They're tearing apart this. This guy, they, he chases him for five seconds, and he gets into a helicopter. Yeah. And then James Bond, the genius of uh, him being... Starts attacking the the helicopter plot pilot like sir if this crashes you're on over. top of the Vatican oh yeah over the va- oh, yeah over <laughs> over like millions of innocent people yeah. it's like James this you're smarter than this yeah it's not a good idea it's not yeah it wasn't smart but this movie did have some things that I like I like the fact that Q actually was out in the field for a little bit I thought that was cool mm. I thought this movie had some of the best outfits his white tux is immaculate it is it is mag I mean it's James Bond he's got yeah. the best suits Tom Tom Ford suits right um. I like his I like his snow outfit. Like when he goes to the the snow lodge, mm-hmm. I love Leah Sadell. I don't yeah. like I don't really like the chemistry or lack thereof chemistry that I feel like she has with James Bond. But mm-hmm. I like I do like Leah Sadell. I I like the return of Mister White. I like that he was yes. kind of, he actually got like a human moment. Mm-hmm. It's like I had a wife and kids, bro. Mm-hmm. Before he blows his fucking head off, um, and. Dave Bautista has never been a waste, more of a wasted opportunity. Yes. He could have arguably been one of the best side henchmen ever as Mr. Hanks. He could have been, what's the odd, he could have been like odd job and all of them. Like, and he does nothing. Mm -hmm. Like, even when he like uh, gouges that guy's eyes out, it's in a silent, empty scene with no music, no no tension, no nothing. Mm -hmm. He has no dialogue. He never speaks. But he's never on screen long enough so that you even fear him, intimidate him, like just seeing him there. He's just a big hulking figure. He's just a big hulking guy. And then in his first action scene, he gets taken out by a rope. <laughs> it's true. It's true. I will. And then, like I said, Hollow that that tr- that fight scene on the train is brutal, but James Bond comes out of it with his suit still clean. Mm-hmm. That scene, that scene should have ended, and James Bond should have been fucked up and cleaning blood off his face. Yeah, while sweat and had yeah, and had a blood and had a bloody face mm-hmm. for the end of the for the rest of the movie. Mm-hmm. Even that would have enhanced it for me. Even that that explosion when they blow up the base and Bond is just taking down guys like like it's a fucking arcade game. Yeah, hey, yo. he is. I mean, shooting guys, killing them. Um, that 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 explosion was the largest explosion like ever in in it was movie cool explosion, in yeah. movie history, but yeah. it. I felt no attachment to it. I didn't know what the fuck this place was. At least Skyfall's explosion was cool because he blew up his fucking ancestral home. Yeah, exactly. Like, the story reason is like, oh, shit. When the Joker blew up the hospital, you're like, oh, shit, motherfucker blew up a hospital. Mm-hmm. That's some evil shit. It is pretty bad. <laughs> like, like, James Bond blowing up this bad guy's lair that we've been in for five minutes, I don't really care. Just for... Uh, that's a fact, though. There was no attachment to it. And then and then James Bond takes that blow up with a, with a tiny pew-pew gun. And a helicopter. Pew, pew, pew. Pew, pew. And then, 
I was like, yo, tell me that James Bond is not going to jump 800 feet onto, like, a bouncy rope to escape. And the whole point of putting him in the house was like, yo, James, you can't escape. And the nigga escapes for five seconds. <laughs> <laughs> and not in a clever way. Like, in a way, like, uh, my little cousin could figure that yeah, out. Yeah, he could figure that out, too. I was like, oh, jump down there. <laughs> like, oh, there's a safety net down there? Oh, wonderful. Yeah. And then, yeah, I don't know, just finding out, like, I'm the author of all your pain. Like, no, you're not. Like, these niggas tried to kill me, too. Like, had like had they killed me, like, you and the author shit. Mm-hmm. Don't tell me you let everything let up here. Like, oh, you mean you? You mean Eon just got the rights to? Uh... Yeah, like, <laughs> like no, like Spectre honestly should have been introduced probably in Quantum of Solace. Really, honestly, Spectre should have been the second movie. Uh, yeah, because you have to. Yes, yeah, this should have been the second movie. If you swap this and Quantum of Solace, I think you even just have a more consistent, better arc, mm-hmm. and it's fine. Matter of fact, just don't make Quantum of Solace. <laughs> I hear you, bro. Yeah, throw, throw that shit up. But um, hey, two Bond classics. I mean, most some actors have none. So um, I guess to so I uh, yeah, unfortunately nope. That's me pumped with. It, it's a nope for me too, man. I agree. It's a big nope. But uh, stinky nope. But to wrap it up, and I guess you know, say goodbye to Daniel Craig. Who do you want as your James Bond next? I'm I'm down to two people mm-hmm. off the top of my head. It's uh Tom Hiddleston or Richard Madden. Okay. okay. Oh, you want two young guys? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Um. Oh, gosh. Gee, how about you? I, I want Idris Elba. I know I want Idris. Okay. No, I no, and he would be honestly, he would be my first choice, but like he's too old at this point, in my opinion. Well, Bond is an old guy. You want a younger Bond. I want a younger Bond. Okay. I like Bond. Yeah. But Bond is, in the books, like a 50-ish, teetering on 60-year-old man. Like, he's a man past his prime Mm -hmm. that's still dangerous as fuck. But I think Idris Elba would be fantastic as James Bond. I agree. For sure. Yeah. Um, But he said he's just committed to being Luther, the guy that I've never seen on screen. Luther? Luther is a TV show on BBC. Really? Uh, like Whatever. All right, well, it's over for that. Oh, Luther! Oh, wow, yeah, this big out there. Yeah. Um, I would say... I like Tom Hardy. I don't know if he's too short. Mm-hmm. He's too short. Yeah. Nah, he could, he's badass, though. Um, he's too short and stocky. A couple of so, years... So is uh, Tom Cruise. Yeah. Um, Clive Owen would have been great. Like, ten years ten ago. Ten years ago. Yeah, Clive yeah. Owen would have been fantastic. He, I think next to Daniel Craig, he would have probably been a great choice. Mm-hmm. Um, I st- how old is Michael Fassbender? I still want Michael Fassbender. I'd be cool with him too. I like. Michael I'd be cool with him too. And John Boyega. I'm gonna ignore that. One. <laughs> Honestly, my man Jack do it. Too. I'll beat up John Boyega in a fight. What about um? What's him call it? Uh, Jude Law. Too old. You think he's too old? I think he's too. I like Jude Law a lot, but mm-hmm. I think he's too old. Tom Holland. For what, the Negative Bond? The Negative Bond? Yeah. Jude Law. Man, Idris Elba, man. It's not a bad choice. I just think he's too old. Look, if there's only if there's one black... Look Daniel Craig is old. Yeah, this is his last Bond movie. He's this old. is his last Bond movie. He's old now. Yeah, but in 06, he wasn't old when they hired him. Yeah, I think he was old. Um, yeah, so I'm going I'm to go Michael Fassbender. That's a good choice. Ryan Gosling. It's a fantastic no. choice. No American. <laughs> but he's not British. Hey, yo. What? That's a fantastic choice. He is. <laughs> oh, he has to be British? No, about- but they're not going to hire a non-British He has to be from Europe, yeah. usually. European. 
Which is fucked up because we hire European people all the time. All the time. Americans, Tom but... Holland's fucking Peter Parker. Yeah. And Nathan Drake. It's ridiculous. Imagine they just hired uh, Tom Holland. Daniel Kalu. Kalu- no. he, he said he wants to be James Bond, too. Who? Tom Holland. Oh, my God. I'll assassinate He's got Tom. 20 years to go, at least. I, I never want to see Tom Holland. That's not true. I don't. I don't. After 20 years? 20 years from now. I don't want to say that. I don't want to say that. He's Spider-Man. No, no, but not right now, but 20 years from now. Nah, he's Spider-Man. He's Spider-Man. He's Spider-Man. That's like this. I don't want to see, I don't want to see Christian Bale as as James Bond. You Batman. I don't want to see Christian Bale as James Bond. Rob, Rob, Rob Pattinson. No. I like Robert Pattinson, but he's Batman. He's Batman. No, he's Batman. But I, no, but but he was also James Bond in Tenet. He wasn't. He was James Bond. No, his name was, his name was Neil Bond. No, it wasn't. His name was Neil Bond. That was his full name. I don't think it was. Neil James Bond. Ryan Reynolds was. was. It was Neil James Bond. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds was fucking Green Lantern, Deadpool, Deadpool. Yeah, but those things failed. Yeah. Tom Holland is successfully being James Bond. I mean, Peter Parker. Peter Parker is what he's going to be known for. Um, if you had to choose a woman to be, I'm not talking about um, a woman. Tom Holland. Yeah, if you had to, if, if if Barbara Broccoli. Gave you five million dollars, like find me. I, I hate this this conversation. It's a dumb conversation, but I'm asking because I have mine. If I had to, let me hear yours. Charlize Theron. Okay. If I had to choose one, I don't know who I'd pick. I I don't like this conversation because James Bond is a man can never be a female. No, James. You're Bond. not James Bond anymore. You're James Bond. You're James Bond. But and my issue with that is too, like yo, just write better f- female characters. That's what Daniel Craig said, and I agree with him. Like, that's stupid. I'm gonna go play this game. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That, that shit bothers me. Alright. Yeah, don't play. Don't play. Stupid. It's the same issue I have with the the black Superman thing. Me too. And and now I'm hearing and, and Batman for that matter. And now, and now I'm hearing uh the black Superman movie is gonna be rated R. <laughs> what? That's not even. They're gonna say that. Yo, just <laughs> yo, just 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 make Homeland in a movie then. Yeah, that's it. Just make home like Superman cannot be rated R, bro. They're gonna be like, yo, that's a nigga. No, it's Superman. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! All right, <laughs> is that it? That is it, man. And we will definitely be back with a full uh, No Time to Die review as well once we see that. No Time to Die, Many Saints of Newark. No we got a lot of work. Yeah, we got a lot of work on our hands, boys. You got a lot of work. I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna get it done, man. That's what I do out here. But with that being said. Great job on that, fellas. Yes, sir. Yo, G. What's poppin'? I don't know if you have anything for us this week. Yeah, I got you. I got you, you with something. Oh, you do? Let me find, yeah, let me find my telephone real quick. Just had that joke. All right, I got you. I'm, I'm staying on the, um, the Great Britain theme since we just got off of um, James Bond. Um, my boys, my, my, my London boys, my Nigerian boys, put me on... Uh, Top boys? Some... some 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 UK drill and um you know drill music is really different when um you actually can hear somebody pronounce the words and they're actually using the proper English language <laughs> like, 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 like it's, it's, it's different it's it's, it's, it's it's like I set that man up in the middle of the square at five o'clock like you know, it's, it's, it's different I like it but um there's an artist called Digga D he's like one of the most one, like, like a, a popular emerging artist in the UK right now for um, drill music um, there's a project called Made in the Pyrex and um at first I was just like yo bro like um like I don't I, I listen to I don't really listen to drill music at all but uh this kid has talent and like I said yo with, with the UK accent that definitely does help but um it's, it, it just it just blown me away you know he's 
big crimp, you know, these crimps will win it, you know, to, what, 2020, 2019, 2021? Crimps been winning, man. The, the blood's been down. But, um, Shut up. Yo, what are we talking about? <laughs> the crimps been winning. They've been winning, but nah, but but but, but nah. Um, this um, this little, little album is, is actually tight fire. I'm I'm not gonna lie, like it's, it's just different. It's different. Um, just hearing like slang you used in London and things like that, and just how like English slang is also adopted. Um, well, not English, American slang is also adopted, and um, Jamaican and just different culture and stuff like that. So and also going to London and, and like as you know, somebody's rapping about a certain place i'm like yo i've been there like i kind of get it or whatnot it's kind of like i look at music as like a a roadmap especially music from somebody from a different place especially a different country that maybe i went to or not it's kind of just like all right now i can put myself in that person's shoes but um i'm not gonna go too much into a tangent um digga d made the pyrex um totally fired this guy he definitely um he can rap definitely has lyrics and definitely really playful with his voice pause but um, some standout tracks for me are definitely um, give me my two favorite tracks. Definitely um, bring it back and and my brucky like yo my brucky like real estate shit like that bro madman like real estate shit like that's a, a person with a lot of money like like you know you know what I'm saying like like, like, like men's wet come test the waters like we, we don't we don't say stuff like that so you know you learn something every day. Nope. Very nice, sir. Kai? Yeah, um, give me this real quick because uh, my battery's about to die. Me too. Um, <laughs> I watched uh, the Woody Allen film Midnight in Paris. A really, really cool film mm-hmm. uh, starring Owen Wilson. Uh, Thought Rich- Woody Allen was canceled, but uh, continue. Nah, I, don't, I don't care. Great movie. Wait, um, what do you do? We're not going to get into we'll it. Get, we'll get we'll, we'll, uh, off wax. Starring uh, Owen Wilson, Rachel McAdams, Tom Hiddleston, Corey Stroll. Uh, I'm, trying, I'm just spilling one off the top of the head. Kathy Bates. Uh, shit, shit, shit. Uh, what's our girl from um that Christopher Nolan loves? Uh, what's what's her name? Uh, French, French. Dom, Dominic Cobb's wife. I know. Uh, Mary Cotillard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn it. Uh, but basically, long story short, um, Owen Wilson plays a uh, a screenwriter who's working on his first novel in Paris with his wife, who's obviously infatuated with this other artsy guy, and he's kind of just kind of like a plain, plain Jane kind of dude. But uh, he every night uh, a car pulls up and it takes him back in time. Uh, to a, uh, a section of Paris where he gets to hang out with a whole bunch of old writers and artists. And it's really cool. Like, if you know these guys, so he hangs out with um, Corey Stroll plays Ernest Hemingway. Um, Tom Hiddleston plays uh, F. Scott Fitzgerald. Um, Kathy Bates plays um, uh, Gertrude Stein. And it's just, it's, honestly, it's one of those movies that you would watch in school. I'm sure, like, they probably played in school for kids now. Uh, it's really interesting because uh, we grew up learning about these artists. Salvador Dali's in it, played by Adrian Brody. Uh, Pablo Picasso's in it as well. Um, and it's cool because we grew up learning about these artists and writers, and we get to kind of see who they were and the kind of people they were and, and kind of see them all in one room together because they all were alive at the same time. And it kind of brings us back to this like romanticized fantasy of what like art used to be back in the you know early to early twentieth century that you know it probably is like now but it, it's different you know you have the internet you have you know you know music is di- different uh, people don't really read anymore probably the newest thing would probably be you know like Instagram and social media whereas like back in the day it was like it was pure art and expressionism um, and it's just it's just a really cool nice and kind of charming movie you know it's nothing like crazy it's woody and woody allen before he was canceled had a pretty like had had charm to him 
his uh he was always well known for his uh, dialogue, his 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 wit that he was portraying his screenplays, and it's all and it's all on display here. Um, this movie is super cool if you're a fan of like art or old literature or just you know you're looking for like a nice like feel good movie with a couple like of genuine laughs in it. Mm-hmm. Check out Midnight in Paris. Very nice, very yeah. nice. It's on uh it's on Amazon Prime by the way. I gotta watch an Woody Allen movie though. It's 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 it, check this one out. It's good. You like it? I might. I might. Um. All right. Well, that being said, guys, is there anything you guys want to say to the people before we get out of here? Uh, nah. Go see No Time to Die. Go see The Many Saints of Newark coming out. By the time we, this is out, it'll be out. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm having a watch party tomorrow. You guys are invited. Thank you, man. Appreciate that. Of course. You having a watch party tomorrow? I am. For what? The Many, the Many Saints, Saints of Newark. Newark. <laughs> Pay attention, Gene. At my apartment. Jesus. Um. Again. Uh, from the Stoop Kids to my man Steph, we appreciate you coming out, sir. That's a fact. He's half asleep. He's half asleep, man. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Uh, That's why he's never going to be a part of the cast. He a hard, he a hard worker, bro. He's not. He doesn't do anything. He's oh, jobless. Sometimes it's tough to sit there. doesn't have a job. They could wrap this shit. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow, okay. On that note. On that note, the streetlights just came on. Now, once again, thank you guys for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, please don't get forget... Please don't forget to rate and subscribe to us. <laughs> if you like, leave us a feedback. That's it. Good night, everybody. Ask questions or just say what's up. Email us at stupkidspod at gmail.com. Now, I'm Ralphie. I'm Ralphie. I'm Kai. And it's Michael. Or. Uh, Antonio. Or. Christian. And we'll see you on the stoop next week. Peace. Later. Swept away, I'm stolen